and welcome to this episode of Told Her, the podcast. I am your host, Devin Penny. I'm a certified self-development coach and author, and today I want to talk about loneliness. The season of loneliness that we are in right now is, I think, affecting everyone on some level, whether you have a partner or don't, it uh, doesn't really matter. The time between Thanksgiving and basically Valentine's Day is the loneliest time of year. Not only are we kind of hibernating and it's the winter time, but there's also this level of looking around and comparing our lives to others. We have a lot more time to do so. We spend a lot more time with our thoughts. And this is a conversation that's been coming up with almost all of my clients and some family members and friends as well. So I thought that it would be important to talk about it and really to, first of all, normalize that everyone is feeling lonely or has felt lonely at some point in time. It's not necessarily a unique experience to you in this moment in time. And when I said this to one of my clients the other day, she said, okay, so it's not just me. And even I think hearing that helps you are maybe feeling lonely, but you are not alone. And as someone who has suffered some depressive bouts in my 20s and who has felt lonely at times, I've lived on my own since I was 19 years old, never had a roommate, um, never lived with friends. I came from a big house of lots of people all the time and wanted sort of this peace and quiet and solace. And I got it, but that does come sometimes with, wow, I spend a lot of time alone. And I wanna just sort of walk you through, A, how I became more comfortable with that, and B, how to lessen the feelings of loneliness that you may be experiencing, because it's really not fun to feel like you're lonely or alone. So firstly, I found it tremendously helpful to differentiate between the time that I was alone versus when I was feeling lonely because they are two different things. And I think sometimes as a society, we just assume that you can only be lonely when you are alone. And for me, at least, I found that there were times when I was alone where I didn't feel lonely at all. In fact, I felt really good and like I was recharging and like the company that I was keeping, aka myself, was the company that I wanted to have in the moment. So when I started to differentiate between just sitting by myself or being physically alone and whether or not I was actually feeling lonely in that moment or if I was just physically alone, something that I did that really helped me to not feel like every time I was by myself, I was lonely and to associate being with myself and with my own thoughts and in my own head, and again, physically by myself as a negative thing. Because I think, again, there is this trope that if you are by yourself, that must mean you're lonely. And that is not always the case. And oftentimes it's not ever the case. You can be alone and in your own solitude and feel totally filled up. But loneliness is a different feeling. Loneliness is feeling like beyond the physical, you have no one to talk to. You have no one to connect with. You don't feel connected to the outside world. We need alone time. We need solitude. We need time with our own thoughts. We need to process things 
by ourselves. We need to be okay with sitting down and having our own thoughts come and go and not judging every single one of them. I think that that was what was really difficult about the pandemic and why my business was so booming at that time was that for the first time, maybe ever for some people, they were sitting in their house alone with their own thoughts and not really okay with what they were feeling or what they were thinking, how they were processing things. So learning to be okay with having your own thoughts and sitting in your own silence and being in your own company is the second piece of this that I think is crucial. Because again, we're supposed to be with ourselves. We're supposed to be by ourselves. We're supposed to be alone with our own thoughts and okay with doing so without that turning into feeling lonely. So understanding that when you have actually given yourself permission to sit down with yourself and with your own thoughts and to not be distracted by the outside world, whether that's your phone or television or other people. I know a lot of people who need to be around others at all times who really don't like to be in the presence of their own company alone. And I think that that's just a sign of a person who's afraid to kind of face the feelings and the thoughts that they've had for many years, um, knowing that no matter what you do, it's inevitable that these things are going to come up. And there's a saying that I always refer back to, which is that everywhere you go, there you are. There is no escaping these thoughts. There is no escaping these feelings. There is no escaping the things that you're thinking when you're sitting by yourself, you can prolong having to deal with them, but it's inevitable that they're just going to be there and to show up. So the sooner that you get more comfortable with yourself and are okay with sitting with your own thoughts, and again, working on not judging them, just noticing the things that are coming up for you. I think this is why people have a really difficult time with meditation also. And I always say to my clients, if you want to start meditating, just start closing your eyes for 60 seconds at a time. Meditation is not necessarily about emptying your brain. You know, that's never going to happen unless you're no longer with us, <laughs> which is not what we want. Um, so giving yourself an opportunity to just allow thoughts to come and go and to not judge every single one of them as good or bad or happy or sad or what you should be thinking or shouldn't be thinking, but really just noticing what's coming up for you in any given moment when you're by yourself and processing through that. That looks like a lot of different things to many different people. Some people need to have conversations about this. Some people need to write this out in a journal. Some people just need to feel their feelings really deeply and feel connected to those feelings and then have some sort of physical release. So whether that's crying or literally shaking it out, um, but it's really important that you get okay with your own thoughts and recognize that not every thought you have is going to be super pleasant. Not every feeling you have is going to be super pleasant. But in the same way that we are inherently made to be joyful and happy and all of those other wonderful emotions that we're always seeking, it is equally as natural to feel kind of these weird feelings or to have sad thoughts or to think about things that our society has made so taboo, but that are really just primitive and inherent and natural to you. So that would be the second piece is figuring out 
why you're afraid to sit with yourself, what you think is going to come up, and then actually allowing yourself to do that and trying to find an outlet to process that in a healthy way. I also have been doing a lot of research on loneliness. As I said, my clients are feeling it right now. Uh, friends and family are feeling it right now. I have felt it many times in the past. And one thing that keeps coming up is this idea of a third place. So when our parents, our grandparents, their generation were growing up, they had three places that were really important to them and to their connection with the outside world. You had your home, you had where you went to work, and then you had a third location, which for a lot of people was like their local bar or a club or something that they did with other people. And as the years have gone on, not only have we lost our third place, but many of us have lost our second places. A lot of people are now working from home. So now you have home, you don't go anywhere for work, and you maybe don't have some sort of a local communal space where you gather often. So finding somewhere that you feel connected to other people, not necessarily because you're having these super deep conversations, but just because you're surrounded by other people where you can have maybe lighter conversations, where you can feel like you aren't judged, you're accepted. For me, I do have an actual bar that is like that. It's like my cheers and I do have a little plaque of my name on the wall, which means that I've just spent way too much time and way too much money there over the last 12 years. But it was really crucial in my getting to know the city and finding a place where I felt comfortable and accepted. And like I was taken care of by all these bartenders, I met a boyfriend there. I took people on dates there when I wasn't totally sure if I liked them yet. And oftentimes the owner, um, would tell me that they didn't like the person. <laughs> I actually broke up with the guy because he was rude to one of the wait staff there. So anyway, it's really important to find a place where you feel just accepted for who you are and like you can connect with other like-minded people. That can be a bar, that can be a workout class, that can be somewhere that you go to play bingo, that can be anything that you want it to be, a painting studio, Whatever you find yourself interested in, find a place where other people who are like-minded are coming together to do the same things. It's really important to go out into the community and again, to find people who are interested in the same things that you are and to think outside the box. I feel like I have this conversation with my clients a lot where when they're talking about their interests, they're also not really thinking outside of the box of how to incorporate that into their day-to-day -day life. When we're kids, we have camps, we have after-school activities, we have sports teams, we have all these different things. As adults, we need to find the same kind of communities and not worry about doing things in the most normal and basic and linear way. There are so many different out-of-the-box things that people are doing now that whether you live in the city or in the middle of nowhere, there are communities, smaller communities of people who are doing things that you are interested in and where you will be accepted and able to connect with other people. So finding a third place is really important. I also saw something the other day. I don't remember exactly where I saw it. It was on a podcast, um, but it was a TikTok clip. I'll find it and I'll link it somewhere. But it was basically this guy saying that after years of studying, when people feel lonely and why, that it really only takes eight minutes of someone else holding space for them 
for the loneliness to subside. That information is mind blowing in a lot of ways because eight minutes seems like a really short period of time. It also is a reflection of how important the deeper connections you have in your life are. It's not always so much about how many people you can be around as it is how many people you feel connected to. I personally have found that when I stopped feeling lonely was when I started reaching out to people and saying, hey, I feel fucking lonely and I need someone to talk to or I need to go out to dinner or I need help with X, Y, and Z thing. The more that we act like it's fine, it's normal, I don't want to burden people, especially when you're in your 20s and you feel like everyone around you is partnered up or wanting to do their own thing, it's really difficult sometimes to bring everybody to your table and say, I need you guys. And it's also the greatest thing that you could possibly do for yourself. So when you're in this state of feeling lonely, having an understanding and this guy on the podcast, I really, I'll find his name, but was saying that he told his friends about this. And now when they need each other or they're feeling like they're in a moment of loneliness, they text each other and say, do you have eight minutes? So having a conversation being open about this and also knowing that you can be the person who holds space for someone else and can also ask for it and deserve that and are worthy of having eight minutes held for you, if not much longer, is something that I think is really empowering when you're feeling lonely. Again, when I've felt my loneliest, it's not necessarily because I didn't have people around me. It's because I felt like I couldn't tell anybody what was actually going on, how I was actually feeling. I wasn't allowing myself to be vulnerable, partially because I think I didn't want people to worry about me, but also because it's just not something that we're taught. We're just not really taught to sit down, look at our friends and go, fuck, I really need help period. It's just one of those things that doesn't come as naturally to us. We're told a lot of our lives to suppress a lot of the feelings that we're having, especially the negative ones. We don't want to make other people uncomfortable. We don't want to burden people, etc. But I think it's really, really crucial to be able to have the conversation in a clear, concise way with someone when you're not feeling 100% and to recognize that there are people that are there for you. There are people who will spare their time for you and give their energy to you. But a lot of times it's really hard for other people to do that and to know to do that if they are not asked, especially if you are someone like me who puts on a brave face to the rest of the world when I'm not feeling 100%. And then when I go home and the mask comes down and I feel like, wow, I have no one here for me. I have no one on this planet who's understanding what I'm going through, which it does sometimes feel like, but that's also oftentimes remedied by telling someone what you're going through and allowing them to be able to show up for you. Again, as lonely as times may feel in the moment, you are very rarely alone. If you're feeling something, it's almost inevitable that someone else is feeling the same thing. That's why when I find that there are certain trending topics and conversations with clients, with friends, with family, etc., that it's time to hop on here and have the conversation with you because if it's happening to one person, it's probably happening to more. If it's happening to two people, it's definitely happening to a lot more people than are talking about it. So I feel like it's really, again, crucial, important, key, however you want to slice it 
to talk about when you're not feeling like you are being accepted or connected or loved or heard or thought of by people. I have spent so many years of my life building up this wall of resentment towards the people who have not been there for me, not because they wouldn't be, but because I never asked them to be and assumed that they knew what I needed in the moments when sometimes I didn't even know what I needed. But I think that it was a major turning point for me in my life when I started to have more vulnerable conversations with people. And again, just saying, I'm not okay. I feel really lonely. I really need to go to dinner this week. I really need to hang out. Can I please come over? Will you come over here? Whatever the circumstance and situation is, we need the people in our lives to be there for us. And we are there for the people in our lives. So being reciprocal in relationships in that way, being okay with being vulnerable, having the conversations that maybe feel uncomfortable and maybe feel like, oh, I really don't want to burden this person or bring this up, are still the conversations that need to be had in order to alleviate some of these feelings of loneliness. And I just had a conversation with a client who I basically forced to do this last week because she was feeling super lonely. And I said, have you told anyone other than me? You know, it's okay to have the conversation with a trusted person like a therapist or a coach, but it's really important to have that conversation with the people in your life. It's really important for people to understand that this is not just you wanting to hang out. This is you needing more from them in the moment. Being able to have those conversations really opens up a different kind of dialogue that then makes you feel like you have someone to go to, which again, I think is more than half the battle. Lastly, I think the thing that has helped me in the physical moment the most, especially living in a city, is just sometimes getting outside. It is really hard to be on your couch, sitting by yourself, ruminating in your own thoughts, and to not feel like this is an insular, isolated experience. Getting outside, seeing that there are signs of life truly seeing that you are not the only person on the planet, that the world is still turning is a really good reminder of perspective and just getting you kind of back down to earth. And your thoughts are spiraling, grounding yourself rather than distracting yourself is going to be more helpful. This is somewhat counterintuitive in that sometimes I think that when I have felt lonely, I assume that if I go outside and see other people living their lives, having connections with other people, I'm gonna feel more alone. But it has always been able to lift my spirits in that we are really just all here together all 8 billion of us. We're doing the best that we can every day. We are all the main characters of our own lives. The same way that your life feels so big to you, every other person on the planet's life feels so big to them. Their problems, their issues, their dramas, their happiness, their joy, it is all what makes up their human experience. So knowing that you are not alone on this planet, literally, and also alone in the fact that you've got shit going on. You feel a certain way. It's really empowering. It feels good to know that we are all a part of this global community and that all you have to do sometimes is go outside to just interact with someone. I also think it really helps, and this is the cheesy part of the episode, so skip to the end if you are not into the cheese, but 
It really helps to smile at people. It really helps to hold doors for people. It really helps to have those small interactions all day long. It really helps to make eye contact. It really helps to shake someone's hand when you introduce yourself. It really helps to strike up a conversation with the person sitting next to you. There are moments of human interaction throughout the day that are small and tiny and that feel like they don't mean anything, but that eventually end up meaning everything. Not only to you, but probably to the other person. Finding small, seemingly insignificant ways to connect to the people around you, the people who share this planet with you, is really something that makes a difference. That's all I think. I think that's everything I have to say. But if you're feeling lonely today and I could offer you one piece of advice, it would be to, first of all, be okay with processing some of your thoughts and to have compassion for yourself, not judge them, not be worried about whether or not your thoughts are good enough or worse than they should be and giving yourself some space and some time to, like I said, process in a healthy way. And then I would say, get outside of your own head a little bit, go connect with someone, even on a really small level and never be afraid to reach out for help. Even if you don't feel like people are there for you, most of the time they are. And if anyone has the capacity to help another person, I really truly believe that it's in our DNA that we will. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for spending this time with me and I will see you next week.